0: Hi, I'm Kaylee, and this is Talent Talks, where I interview talented entrepreneurs, artists, writers, and all sorts of creatives, from their perspectives on life to how they got where they are today. It's all good stuff, so let's dive in. Good. How are you? Doing well. I'm really excited. Thank you so much Good. for meeting with me. I appreciate oh.
1: it. Sure. I, I love it, too.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, do you mind if I record? Is no, not right? of
1: course. No, of course.
0: Great. Uh, I was hoping that... Okay, here. Yep, we're recording. Um, I was hoping that along with the uh, article that I'm going to do about you, I could also feature you on my podcast because I know you're trying to Catch um, the eye of like Ellen DeGeneres, Rachel Ray, yeah, all those guys. So anything to, to further the cause, I'd, I'd love to help you out. And of course, thank you for helping me out. And, oh, you have,
1: a po- you have a podcast?
0: I am. Yeah, I yeah. actually am just starting it because right. I just got this journalist gig and I was like, well, I love talking to people. I would love to get everyone's kind of wisdom and just um, I think everyone would like to listen to that, too. And yeah. so, yeah, I decided to start
1: it. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast, too. It's a, we're, it's just happening right now that there's this guy who's been kind of helping me and he used to work for HBO and he's managed me. He wants to try to get some stuff done and um, he wants to do a podcast. And my first instinct is, man, there's so many podcasts, but uh, I think I'm going to give it a try. Why not? Yeah, it's I not feel like a lot like- of work involved, you know.
0: That's true. That's true. And I feel like you have such a, I mean, everyone has a unique experience, but you have so much to offer that I feel like you'd be a great podcast host. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. And so you can see the Uh, interview questions.
1: You know, I always say, okay, what, what happened? Okay, cool. I'm sorry.
0: You always say what?
1: No, I was just, I always say everybody has a backstory, but the thing is there's other, the people, the key is finding people who can, relate them well communicate because I interview a lot of baseball players and some of them they're just you know you can't get them they're not good interviews and then there's other people who just love know how to tell stories and you know and those that's that's a big deal there's a real difference in that
0: oh definitely and I oh my gosh as you may know I just love storytelling I feel like it's a great way to share experience share just wisdom and you know, I'm wondering if if you interview the baseball players, like while they're like, you know, practicing or something like that, you might catch them off guard and they might get a uh, open up a bit more because <laughs> they're in their element. So who knows? Um, yeah, anyway. all the guys
1: I interview are retired.
0: Oh okay. oh, OK. Gotcha. Oh, nice. My grandpa. Sorry to get off track already. <laughs> uh, my grandpa played uh, in the major leagues, but he played in the Japanese League for San Francisco. Um, so he there. Oh, wow.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've read a lot of books about that. Um, there's a a book about Japanese baseball book. Uh, it's called You Have You Gotta Have Wa. I guess Wa is like I don't know what that is. But uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's been a lot of there are a lot of good Japanese players who played in the city who came from the city. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole book about it called uh, The Golden State, or when they talk about you know, when they were in the internment camps, they played baseball, you know, mm-hmm. and some of these guys went on and played pretty well.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's really cool to see, like, you know, how they managed that huge obstacle um, mm-hmm. and how, you know, we formed a sense of community and stuff like that. But anyway, so I was thinking um, we could do a few fun, fun questions first, really light Um, And then we'll dive into the pandemic pet project Uh, and then more for the podcast. I have this kind of one below it. That's understanding ed. Um, (laughs) So these are all just like questions for the podcast, you bestowing all of your, not all of your wisdom, but like, you know, whatever you want to say. And just thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it.
1: Well, it's funny that you do that because I used to interview athletes and I did uh, 10 questions and they were, none of them were related to their sport. So I would ask them favorite food. I remember one time I interviewed uh Navratilova, Martina Navratilova, and she turned me on to pescatarian. I started eating that way, you know, where you eat basically fish. And then at the end, she asked me, she goes, do you think I would look okay on dancing with the stars? She asked me this. And I said, I think you would. I go, you know, she goes, I don't know. And it dress with heels I said they'll probably put you in pants suits and you'll be fine and and then a year later I see her my ex and I are watching tv and we see her on there and she goes she she listened to you she listened to you so yeah it's nice because you just they've been asked the same questions about their sports for so long their sport and it's fun to get you know different sides
0: yeah no I agree it's like um especially with people who are extremely skilled at one profession um it's like they're, they're multifaceted human beings we, we all are right. and that's just one Brilliant. little sliver of their life and right. I don't know I think the picture the whole picture would be much more beautiful altogether so right I, yeah. I agree with you Person. Person. <laughs> on, yeah. on that note, what's your favorite color?
1: <laughs> My favorite color is blue because I'm a Dodger fan and I love Dodger blue so blue royal blue yes. um, although I love all colors I mean now that I I mean I have 1800 pens here. and pencils. And I just, I love all kinds of colors. I really like uh, uh, pastels, but blue is my favorite.
0: That's, that's always a tough question for an artist. (laughs) Um, Favorite comfort meal?
1: Favorite comfort meal is uh, what I'm making today in honor of meatloaf is meatloaf (laughs) um, with tater tots, which is not very healthy, but if I had, that's my favorite comfort food. But if I, if I had uh, my most favorite Regular food is um, lobster.
0: Oh, that's a good one too, like lobster bisque or lobster in its purest form.
1: There's a um, food. uh, There's a lobster uh, restaurant that all they do is uh, food trucks. So they come into your town, and uh, it's all from New England. You know, Maine lobster, and they do sandwiches and bisque. And oh my God, I'm salivating mentioning it right now.
0: Wow. I know me too. Lobster is one of my favorite things. Um, and fun fact in Alcatraz, they would feed the prisoners lobster and the oh prisoners God. got sick of it because they were like, Oh, lobster again. Like they saw it as this, you know, so like just kind of low status meal. And here we are like, Oh, I crave lobster. Got go. Yeah. So I, I hear you. <laughs> Mine's that can too happen too.
1: Yeah, I had a friend who went to Alaska and caught a bunch of salmon and he had a salmon party and I actually got sick <laughs> of salmon. So you can get sick of anything.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> um, three people, places or things that inspire you. Oh, places or
1: things that inspire me. Oh, wow. That's a good <laughs> question. I know. Uh, well, I think i um, inspired by like Elon Musk, you know, all the amazing things that he'd been able to do same jobs is, is in that category. And uh, I just really gravitate toward people who help other people and things, you know, in cases of animals or people, and you know, from like uh, Mother Teresa to, um, you know, anybody that will help people and, and reach out. That's where, you know, we see our humanity and that's where I think that's the most important thing that anyone can do is helping someone else. So,
0: I, I and, 100% would agree
1: Yeah, and then places, you know, I love Big Sur. Just going there is, you know, godlike experience and nature. You know, the ocean. I've always been drawn toward the ocean. I've never really been able to. When I lived in San Francisco, I lived in Pacific Heights. I was probably about ten blocks away from the ocean, but uh, I've always wanted to live on the beach.
0: Yeah. Somewhere. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I feel very, very connected with nature and in the ocean. It's just, I know, there's something comforting about it, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let me go ahead and make things bigger. Cause I saw you were kind of squinting at the screen. Oh, so is that a okay. little bit better? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Fun. All right. Let's jump in. So the pandemic pet project. That's amazing. You've raised how much money for the?
1: Well, we don't know exactly because it's a pay it forward type thing, honor system. Um, but, you know, based on what the people send me copies of the receipts or they post it online or other people who've gone over the uh, amount that I suggest. So what I do is I suggested $50 per drawing and, uh, and let them, and at first I was going to, Kind of direct it all at Muttville because that's the pet rescue that I'm associated with that I've gotten dogs from there in San Francisco they specialize in senior dogs but after a while I thought you know people want to give to the local and then there's those special rescues that deal with certain breeds if they have a type of dog they may want so that's when I said just the pet rescue of your choice and now that I've as of yesterday I did 2600 so if everybody donated the fifty dollars, that would be that would be one hundred thirty thousand. So I'm hoping that that is pretty accurate. Wow, that's
0: amazing. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm rooting for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I agree. So my family, um, I, I grew up with a dog. I love dogs, um, and we adopted from the Golden Gate uh, Lab Rescue. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's just tons of rescues out there, and that's that's awesome. So, thank you for everything that you do. And I actually happen to have one of these guys right here. Ah, so, yeah. how His cool. name's Taz. Here, I'll, I'll put it closer so you can kind of see. Yeah. I love it. It's still right by my desk, and I, I look that's at it every day. That's awesome. Oh. Oh, thank you. Thank and you where did me. you grow up? In San Jose? In San Jose. Yep. Is that
1: you or your sister played volleyball?
0: Uh, I did. Yeah. Oh. I played volleyball there. At, the Anza, um, uh, at oh. De Anza or? At DeAnza, I played at San Jose State. Um, wow.
1: You must have yeah. been good.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so where did you go to high school?
0: Prospect. Oh, yeah. perfect. Cool. Yeah. It's it's funny. My dad went there too. And I actually saw his like yearbook photo. It was really weird. Wow. I was like, whoa.
1: <laughs> so you but. were probably on TV on the uh, 49er High School Reporter.
0: Oh, maybe. Were they?
1: Yeah, because yeah, they... They probably was prospect pretty good when you were there for volleyball
0: um we're actually good at basketball so I played wow. I kind of dipped my hands in all the sports I played, played basketball. basketball too wow yeah um, did awesome. swimming diving gymnastics did you, get a,
1: did you get a scholarship at San Jose State
0: unfortunately I did not um so I tried to try out for the NCAA team um but unfortunately I am 5'4". And for, Uh-oh. to play division one, you know, they, yeah. they barely look at anyone under yeah. like, five, eight. Yeah. yeah. But I played club. I had a great time. Uh, I discovered cool. surfing and skateboarding right. and that's what I do now.
1: All right. So cool.
0: Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, what made you focus on animals or pets in particular?
1: I've always been an animal guy. I've always volunteered at Humane Society. I just love animals of all kinds. You know, that's why I have that job now being a publicist for the Donkey Sanctuary. And uh, so I, you know, it was just a natural thing. I've been drawing animals from day one. You know, what happened was it was just totally happenstance. My buddy sent me an email and he said, I'm going to kill my children. They're driving me crazy. Can you, they love your art. Can you please send some art? Yeah. And then I just flashed and said, well, send me a picture of your dog. And I drew the dog. And then when the art came, both of the kids have these modern day names where every kid is named Ryan um, or Lance. <laughs> and so the girl's name is Winter and the boy's name is Sawyer. And I even have the picture of them. And she started crying. And uh, her mom said, What's, why are you crying? She said, our dog is not blue. And then Sawyer said, uh, I know what Ed's doing here. This is, he's like Picasso. He's, uh, it's abstractor. 10 year old or eight, 10 year old. She's eight, he's yeah, 10. And that just warmed up my heart, warmed me up. I was so happy about that. So I put it on Facebook and then all my friends started asking, would you draw my cat, my bird, my whatever? And I said, sure. And then somebody said, can I send you money on Venmo? And I said, and that's when I flashed and said, why don't you donate to the pet rescue of your choice? And that's wow. it started. That's
0: amazing. You know,
1: 650 days ago.
0: 650 days ago. That is rad. Yeah. So so did you have a pet growing up? I'm guessing. Oh, I had all
1: kinds. Yeah, I had all kinds of pet. I, I lost my dog in divorce, um, which was tragic. And uh, it's, uh, but yeah, and I've always, uh, my ex got me into uh, adopting senior dogs and, I learned, and at first I was really reluctant, like, you know, this dog is going to die it's going to cost us a bunch of vet bills, but it, it never really happened. You know, the senior dog, the dogs that we got from puppies ended up saddling us with vet bills, but the senior dogs, you know, I think they're grateful to a degree. And uh, yeah, so I've had cats, I've had dogs. There was a period of time when I, when I lived in San Jose, when I lived downtown, I was going to school. We couldn't have pets where I live we couldn't have a dog at the fraternity for one I was in a fraternity. And <laughs> yeah. so I got started collecting uh reptiles not snakes I don't like snakes okay. but I had an amazing albino chameleon named Lucky uh who, who was white you know and he was so beautiful and they're great you know you have to get crickets to feed them and I would hold the cricket out and their tail, their uh, their uh, tongue is almost the length of their body. So they would sit there and go wow, and get wow. the uh, crickets. And so, yeah, I've had a lot of pets. Wow,
0: that's so cool! Yeah. Oh man, you might make me get a chameleon. I have two rabbits right now. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, they're they're really rad. They're indoor rabbits, body trained. So well, every we'll time I do. open the fridge, they start begging. <laughs>
1: Well, we'll have to uh, draw them.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I should definitely. send you send you yeah. photos.
1: Yeah, I'll oh, definitely God. do that.
0: All right. So I think we've already answered number three. Mm-hmm. You've raised, um, I think you said 15 or 60 something, but we'll just take that one out. I would um, say, a bunch of,
1: I got one, you know, there's a couple, like there's one that's on Facebook where the I've done four pets for them and they donated a thousand. I had a guy a retired guy in Bend, Oregon. He said he saw me on Kelly and Ryan. He goes, I love what you're doing. And he sent me a thousand bucks. And he said just pick the, he goes, I want the receipts for my taxes, but just you pick the pet rescues and, and distribute the money. And so and there's been a lot of cases like that where people just get inspired and throw up, throw more money out there, which is great.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. Um so it seems like you got traction pretty quickly. Would, would you say that's true?
1: It took a little while. I think I started in April and the big, and then the Mercury news wrote an article about it in August. So that was uh, pretty quick. No, was it August? Yeah. August. And then the following February is, is in my mouth. Working? Yeah. The following February, February, February 15th of 2021 was the big date when I was on Kelly and Ryan and I got 1,300 submissions in one day.
0: Wow. 1,300. I videotaped
1: my messenger. It's just like, it was just blah, 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 blah. It was just like so many. And it was just, I was getting overwhelmed. So I turned it off. (laughs) And I just said, you know, I just took a deep breath and I said, this is what I wanted. I said, I'm going to do these for a day and just wear it down. And so right before Christmas, I got through all those. Because I didn't want people, I was concerned that I didn't want people to wait too long. There was a young Australian girl who was doing this thing to raise money to protect koalas. And she did these little things with painted pebbles. And people were getting those pebbles five years later. She was 20 years old and she was still doing them. And I thought, I don't want people to wait that long. Uh, You know, we've lost, you know, there's been one where I send them the art art and they go, oh man, you know, the the dog passed within the last five months or something. And which is no problem. I've drawn a lot of what I call rainbow pets, but, you know, I wanted to make sure that people. And so I'm all caught up now. So people people don't have to wait. I know that there's going to be more media like this and uh, that's when I'll get more. And, and then lately I've been trying to monetize it for myself because, you know, it cost me about $4. It's not about the money, but it cost me four bucks to do each one. And I'm going, you know, I'm underemployed still right now. And it's cost me, you know, $12,000 to do these. And I started to ask for 25 bucks, but the timing was bad. A big article came out in a mag national magazine called best friends that is in every vet's reception room. And in that, it said it was free. So what um, I've done is I've kind of shaped it. And I said, if you want to give me 25 bucks, I think it's very reasonable. Then that's fine. If you don't, if you want to take the full amount and give it to the pet rescue, that's okay, too. So mm-hmm. I've been getting a little money here and there on PayPal. Yes. And uh, I like doing it that way because it's not about the money. I mean, this, these cat ladies have adopted me. These crazy cat ladies, they're totally <laughs> wonderful. And they actually come a moment to come up. Come of, some of them have come and seen me at the Collide Gallery where I met you. And they said, what are you doing for your supplies? And I said, don't worry about it. They said, no, we want to worry about it. So they did, <laughs> they did an Amazon wish list. And one weekend, Saturday, Sunday, I got over $1,000 in supplies. Colored pencils and these pens and all my envelopes where I mail everything. And, and the cards that the art you know goes on and countless post-it notes. And it was yes. so inspiring, $400 worth of uh, postage. And oh. I thought, yeah, these are, this is special. You know? So.
0: Totally, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, it warms my heart. Um, okay, so you mentioned that the Pandemic Pet Project, um, you wanted to catch the eye of celebrities like Rachel Ray. I think you mentioned Ellen DeGeneres on your page as well um, that, you know, celebrities that deeply care about animals. Um, how's it, how's it going?
1: Well, I haven't had any luck with them, but I have, uh, I have, um, uh, interacted with, uh, Jim Carrey. Um, I didn't draw his pet. He somehow saw me and, uh, contacted me. And that was like, first I thought it was a joke. My friends were playing with me and then he's a, he's a fellow artist. So he was really happy. And he said, if you're ever in LA, I want you to come by and go to my gallery and stuff. And then the other ones have been the other big one that really helped me to kind of my trajectory was um, Lisa Vanderpump.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have a, there's a picture of her with, I drew Giggy, and she sent me a wonderful note. Uh, this guy found me through the pandemic pet project, and I drew out, I drew his pets and his friends' pets because he's got connections with. He owns a, a really fancy clothing store on Rodeo in L.A., and he's friends with Lisa Vanderpump, and he's friends also friends with Lady Gaga. So I drew Lady Gaga's dog. You know, a couple of her dogs got uh, kidnapped. I don't know if you knew that. Oh my they, got, gosh, no. they shot the dog walker. And, the, and they kidnapped the dogs. But when the people found out whose dogs they were, they they gave them back. They um, put them on a leash in Central Park and said, come get these dogs. So, but Lady Gaga was in Italy at the time doing that House of Gucci movie. So oh, I haven't yeah, hooked yeah. up with her yet. But I'm not, you know, then all my friends are going, oh, that guy's taking you for a ride. He wants you to just draw his pets. But with this thing, it's there's no pressure, you know. I told myself I'm not going to turn into... Uh, the soup Nazi on this thing. I'm just going (laughs) to go with the flow. And some of my friends are like, man, you know, you should go after it, push it and do this and contact it. And I just, everything's happened organically. And I like it that way because the way I look at it, you know, I work 50 hours a week anyway, and I'm writing all the time. And when it comes to the art, I figure doing the art is the priority because I know a lot of artists who've had success and they end up not doing the art anymore they end up focused on marketing and selling and gallery shows and, you know, uh, press releases. And, you know, I never did a press release. I didn't have to do a press release. So. Yeah. That's
0: really cool. But more um, celebrities,
1: you know, having a celebrity in your corner can help you a lot. I realize that.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, Oh, also, if you want to send that uh, photo my way, I can feature it on
1: yeah, of course, you know, of course. The, yeah. yeah,
0: So whatever will. you want to send, I will. Um, and on, on that note too, it's funny how because I, you know, I'm a creative in a different way. I run a digital marketing agency as well as writing and stuff like that. Um, and it's kind of funny once you put out your intention, how like the universe or you know whatever higher higher power you believe in, um. of gives it back to you they're like okay you're ready to receive this um all right let's roll with it and so
1: that's karma like i told you the what happened last week where i found that money yeah you know that it's just that stuff happens to me all the time i mean i remember my ex used to go oh again you know something (laughs) fortuitous just happened to me and it always happens right and you know i was i i come i came from a troubled youth you know i i'm a i was all all you know, I worked for a bookie for yeah. 15 years and I, you know, I, I, which I got arrested for and, mm-hmm. and I've done a lot of bad stuff. So sometimes I look at it, no, no, no one ever died, but I always look at it and go, you know, maybe this is what I'm doing now. It's kind of a uh, Robin Hood thing, you know, steal from the rich and give to the poor. And I don't know, I hope wherever we go, if there's a heaven, which I think there is some, there is something right, right, like yeah. that I do believe in that. I hope it's uh, I hope it's a uh, 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 balance sheet yeah. <laughs> where they go. Look at this stuff you did. That was not good. But look at all the good things that you did. <laughs> okay, we're going to send okay. you to heaven. You get to go to heaven.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I. So you're I, I, right.
1: I've seen that happen. Where like, you know, like I would say something mean to somebody or something like that, and then I would lose my keys or,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and then in the mind I would relate it, which is probably crazy. But I'm no, no,
0: it's. Well, I mean, to me, it's not crazy at all because that's exactly what I do. <laughs> um, yeah. and it's it's funny. I if life was just like a whole painting, it's like you're picking up little puzzle pieces that fit. And right. the universe, when they drop little tidbits, um, whether good or bad, usually I try to focus on the good ones. Um, it's just like allowing me to see the whole picture. Like, I never thought that I would be, a 25 year old with her own digital marketing agency um, and stuff like that and be helping other small businesses and things like that. But here I am, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just think it's a beautiful thing when you can appreciate it and be like, you know, Hey, thanks.
1: Well, that's going to be huge. I bet you end up, you know, your company grows. I end up, if you want, you probably end up having employees and, you, you know, I just think, that's great. Cause you're a perfect age. You have all the, so many years ahead of you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Always I just, fun. I just want to help people, you know? <laughs> that's <laughs> like,
1: it. Me too. So.
0: Yeah. It's a rad thing. And yeah. the community and connection that you feel that's kind of based on like the foundation of, of compassion or helping, I think, and maybe this is naive of me, but I think that's what's going to help heal the world.
1: Yeah. I think it's, yeah. That's what we need.
0: Yeah. I agree. Totally, dude. <laughs> in the words of Santa Cruz. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've reached the understanding. Ed, uh, how are you doing on time? You, you are. On I right? have till one. Okay, fantastic. I think you're time. doing great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, sorry, so to I
1: scheduled that tight, but today's been weird.
0: Oh yeah, no worries. Um, so I think we kind of touched on this already, but what sparked your interest in art?
1: Well, that's so funny that you said that because there's a gallery in the Castro in San Francisco called Spark Art, where I've had a lot of my stuff. They're very cool people. They made all their money at working at Apple, and now they own this gallery. But, you know, I've always loved art. I remember when I went to New York with my ex, all we did was go to the museums. We got caught in that museum thing. And, I've, I mean, I've always drawn, but never more than doodling. I think I have art in my DNA. My dad painted uh, my brother had a comic book uh, for years. And so I've always loved art. I love Van Gogh. Uh, that's my favorite artist. Did you go to the Van Gogh experience in San Jose?
0: I did. Yeah. And it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful. And it's yeah. just, it's heartbreaking, his his life.
1: Oh, I know. Because,
0: you know, he, of course, you know, but um, my bad, so I don't need to mansplain. Um, but, you know, like he didn't get famous until he passed away. And he thought that his art was for lack of a better term, complete shit. <laughs> and yeah. it was just, it was heartbreaking, but it was it was so beautiful. It made me cry. It was it was yeah,
1: me, too. me too. There was it was funny too, because I was outside crying and this other woman goes, why are you crying? And I said, just the fact that he's not around anymore. Yeah. But yeah, he his stuff is so uh, in his story. And you know, it, it's a great also what I loved is the fact that they had display that art that way. And, you know, now that's going to be, they're going to do a bunch of other artists. They're going to do Warhol. They're going to do Sistine Chapel. Um, so I think it's great. It's a great way to show art rather than just have a static thing sticking on the wall. You know, yeah. it was great. the animation was unbelievable.
0: I know it was, it was beautiful. Um, I think that's part of the reason why it made me cry. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd be into this, but side note, if you've ever seen David Chihuly's work, um, he does more glass blowing oh, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I know.
1: I've been, oh, I've been, I was at the, I went there when the, he was at, they had the display at the Dion. I, still I did too. Restaurant.
0: Yeah. It's unbelievable.
1: It. Unbelievable. That guy is just so, and now he's, you know, he's passed his art on to so many other people. So I see it's, I see stuff. There's one in, uh, what's the name of the restaurant in San Francisco called Water Bar. And there's one that's hanging and it's one of his, I don't think it's him. I think it's one of his star students. It's unbelievable. That is just, <laughs> I mean. And he, you know, he got in a really bad car accident. He almost died. Did he lose an eye or something happened? And he's just gone on and unbelievable. I love that. I didn't know that. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, I think so.
1: I could be wrong, but I think so.
0: That's okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. Although you mentioned this in your page for Pandemic Pet Project. um, Okay. I think we kind of touched on this already. Can you tell our listeners how you got started in the art world? That was kind of, it just kind of inherently happened with
1: Um, I had a stroke.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I let my, I let myself get 350 pounds. People said, what did you eat? I said, the entire left side of the menu. And I, I had diabetes and high blood pressure and I had a stroke. It was one day I couldn't read what was on the screen. And luckily it was a minor stroke. It's called an ischemic, ischemic. And that really, you know, uh, it, it knocked me off for about 15 months. I couldn't write. I was really worried. People were saying, you know, what have you thought about being a greeter at Walmart? You know, they were joking in a way, but I thought, man, I've worked so hard. Like you have, you know, you work so hard to, you know, cause I've got so many friends that I went to journalism school at San Jose state and they're not writers. Yeah. They sell real estate, they sell insurance and those are good jobs, but to not be able to use your, your skill. And that really scared me. And then, uh, one day I was at SF general, uh, and I had a, uh, in an art, it was not an art therapy class. It was just a therapy class. And I was doodling on a post-it note. And this kid who had been in a motorcycle accident who had brain damage, uh, weighed, he sent, he leaned over and he goes, wow, he goes, you're the next Picasso. And he said it loud enough that everybody heard it. And then the teacher said, what's going on over there? And it Totally tapped into that thing, like in school, where you got caught with the note.
0: Yeah, you're just like, oh.
1: Yeah, and she came over and she goes, she showed the class, and everybody clapped. And then uh, as I was leaving, I saw the teacher talking to my ex. Next thing I know, she went out and bought me pretty much a pallet, a case of Post-it notes, and that's when I started drawing. And I didn't know. I thought no one would see them. These, you know, I thought my drawings are weird. Um, I'm doing it for myself. And uh, I'd give them to my stepdaughters and they would put them on the refrigerator. And I thought they were migrating to the trash. And then they had a little party for me when I was able to go back to my job as a writer. And my ex, thank God for her for that. She gave me a notebook with all of them in there. And the first one I took was 48 baseball players. It's called Bushers. And I submitted, it It was perfect timing. There's been, it seems like there's a divine hand in some of this because there was a big art show in downtown, uh, at the, uh, San Jose, I mean, San Francisco, and it was called the art of baseball. And here I am with my baseball players. And so I sent it to them and, uh, they accepted it and they sold it even before the show started for $3,000. When they told me that they had sold it, they said, what do you want the price to be? I said, I don't know. I said, if anybody would buy this, I would be shocked. (laughs) And then they they kind of trained me. The the guy named George Krefsky, the guy who runs the gallery, he was like, don't talk like that. He says, you're an artist now. Act like it. I went, okay. And then they called and said, we got three. And I said, 300 bucks. And then they get half. So I thought, 150 bucks, I can do, you know, my ex and I can have a sushi dinner yeah, and then yeah. he said well no it's three thousand dollars and I thought they were messing with me and then I said why are you selling it before the show starts I said I have 60 people coming and they said you're they go you are a rookie they said no it's it's uh it's gonna be there through the show but no one else will be able to buy it and it was pretty cool I stood next to the art and at the show I was just fascinated to see what people were saying and the art, the gallery owner walked up and he goes, Get away from that. He goes, You're blocking your art. He goes, Go <laughs> interact with me. He goes, Go interact with the other artists. You're scaring people. Oh so I went up to one of the artists and I was talking for about a minute. And then the owner came over and he goes, Go back to your art. And he goes, We have one celebrity here and they, he loves your art. So I went back there and it was, um, Do you know Chris Isaac?
0: It sounds familiar. Refresh He's a singer. Okay.
1: He's okay. a singer. He's really good looking guy. He's kind of a, screw, a crooner type, big <laughs> baseball fan. He loved my art. He commented about it. He said that he was going to talk to the Giants about me. And it oh. was a trip. And everybody's looking at me going, Who's that guy? Because it was all these other established artists. And I was okay. like the new guy. and yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that was great.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful story.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, sorry, before we move on, cause I think we're still pretty okay on time. Um, yeah. it's amazing how, cause I, you said you had a troubled youth. Um, and, and I did too. I struggled with, um, drug abuse in my youth, um, because I came from a very kind of wishy-wash home. Um, and it's funny, I always used to think that like that part of my life had nothing to do with who I am now, but in actuality, it had everything because it's allowed me to be more compassionate towards people. It's allowed me to kind of go against the grain, if you will. Um, and I think it really does take courage to be an entrepreneur, to follow your dreams, to have that passion, and just really take a leap of faith um, and hoping that it'll all work out. And and so that's that's beautiful. What was
1: your, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was your the drug of your choice? Oh, it-
0: well, it was a really low, like, I, I like to smoke weed.
1: <laughs> um, I do. I smoke weed every day.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I used to too, but it got, it got to a point where, cause I started smoking weed when I was like 14, I think. Yeah. Um, And it got to a point where I would rather sit at home and smoke weed than go socialize with my friends. And it started yeah. to really affect my mental health and stuff like that. And I was really lucky to never want to go like past that and, you know, do any hard drugs. Yeah. Um, But it did it did affect my mental state for a really long time. Well, I've
1: gone through bouts with all of them. I mean, I never did heroin, but I went in the eighties. It was coke. In the nineties, it was meth, and it all went from being recreational to occupational. So now I still do weed. I I use edibles to sleep sometimes at night, but I'm I haven't had a drink in fourteen years. And uh, you know, I just reached the point where I realized that you know I can't control this. And but you're right; the things that you do shape you. So, you know, I don't really regret the things that I did. You know, I knew that it was part of my journey. Oh, so
0: exactly. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. I don't it's regret it.
0: It's part of your painting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Part of my painting.
0: And I, I still love uh, CBD. I think CBD is fantastic. It's, you know, a holistic way um for people to to try different things. Oh,
1: but... I was gonna say I have some right here. Where is it? No, I can't oh. find it. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but it's great. It it really is. Yeah. It's a great alternative. Oh, I know. Um so I'm I'm hoping to to see more of that in the future. Um yeah. aside from perspe- prescription drugs. Um uh, but anyway, so going on any advice to young entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast who are also looking to go against the grain or against your typical nine to five.
1: Well, you know, I talk to young people sometimes, and I tell them that you know, I know the job market is is tougher now than it was when we were. I mean, they used to have these like job fairs at San Jose State, and there was like you know fifty companies there representing. And now it's a little different, but the with the technology, the way it is, and the accessibility to the technology, it's unbelievable. I mean, if I was uh in that if I was younger that's what I would do I would somehow try to find a technology that I can leverage or use to to do I mean you could do a film now I mean I just got I have the 13 Pro Max I mean I can do the the quality here is unbelievable it's like you know the pictures I'm taking people are freaking out and uh you know my video that I do to that my buddy produced to to, to, to promote my art was done with an iPhone so I would say the technology's there it wasn't you know when I was, I mean, who would, when I was a kid, how the heck could I make a film? All they had was those really, you know, clunky devices. And now it's right at your fingertip. So I, I would say, try to get there. The, the problem is how do you get, you know, you need to make money, you know? you know, we're not independently wealthy, we don't have assets. So, you know, the idea is, you know, you may have to work your butt off for several years, to get there but once you get there it pays off yeah and nine oh, to five yeah. can kill you you know i i really that was my that's my biggest fear and i think now i'm out of the woods on that but for the longest time somebody asked what's your biggest fear my biggest fear is having to work nine to five and commute to a job i call it a cubicle existence you know with uh, casual dress fridays and you know that just i i knew early
0: on that wasn't going to work for me yeah And I think we're seeing now a lot of that generation who has been working nine to five and starting to retire, um, there's a little resentment there. Um, there's either like resentment or, you know, freedom where they're like, oh, I'm done with it. You know what? Like, pardon my, you know, cussing, but like, fuck that shit. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do now. Um, and so we're seeing, we're seeing that in the older generation. And so I think the new, new generation is picking up on that. And they're like, you know what, we're, we don't want this,
1: (laughs) I think what happens a lot of people to my friends and stuff, it's it's uh, uh, insecurity or they have um, obligations, you know, they get married, they have kids. Now they have to, you know, and I never did. I mean, I waited till I was 50 to get married because I'd seen all my fraternity brothers, you know, gone through multiple and the kids all suffered with this with divorce. Yeah. And, I, and then when I got to be, I met my ex when I was, I think, 45. And I thought that that had left the station, that train had left the station. I wasn't going to get married. And then I ended up doing, and it was okay. I mean, it didn't end well, but it was 14 years of good, you know, uh, uh, of a good marriage. And, but that's the thing people get, you know, we get saddled by things in our lives and that prevents us from going after our dreams. But the best way to do is try to clear that off the table so that you can go after what you want, you know? Mm.
0: Very well said. Very well said. Oh no! Um. All right. Oh gosh. I don't even know what to, which one to pick. Um, what's something that people misunderstand about you?
1: Well, you know, one of the things is, and I've always been, I, I, I guess I don't know if it's drilled in my uh, mind for my evil stepmother, but it's, you know, um, it. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Some people think I talk about myself too much and that I'm not humble enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I vacillate with that because I think, you know, I think I have something to say, you know, and I think I've gotten really good over the years of knowing from the other person's expressions or body language that when I'm losing you, mm-hmm. but I'm a storyteller and it's in my, it's in my blood. I can't help it. You know, I, I get into it. Like, I, you know, I go random. I told you all about that, dropping that money and everything. And I think some people are really interested in what I have to say, but I also think that it gets weird. Like when I'll say, Oh, I got on Kelly and Ryan, I was on the Today Show. I did you can hear people almost kind of back down, like this guy's mm. talking about himself. And I think mm. that's I don't know. That's a that's I think people misunderstand stand me. They think I'm all about the ego, but I'm not. I'm just a storyteller. And I think that uh, I, I I like to talk about interesting things. And I tried to become a better listener. You know, because I get into that mode and then, you know, I realize, oh, shit, I've been talking for the last 15 minutes. Why should I find out what you have to say?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally run into the same same issue. And if it's any consolation, um, I think you do that conversational dance very beautifully Thank because you. for me, it's not ego. It's you literally yeah, storytelling. It's right. you telling me about your experience. And I think right. that in itself is a very valuable thing. And sometimes maybe when people hear like those buzzwords, like, oh, the Today Show or X, Y, Z, you know, that's when they you lose them because they're like, oh, they're talking about themselves. But it's just part of the story.
1: <laughs> and then people get jealous. It yeah. really freaks me out. You know, I don't. Why would you compare yourself to me? You know, but then a lot of people don't have much going on. They don't. You know, I was I talking to this woman the other day. Um, my friend tried to set me up with her and she has nothing going on. The highlight of her day is walking her dog, you know? And I'm like, well, what are your other interests? Do you do this? Do you do this? And you know, do you do travel? Do you know? And I thought that's one thing I was at this event recently. And some woman said, introduced me. I was a speaker. And she goes, this man is truly the most interesting man in the world. And I thought that's pretty cool. I thought, you know, (laughs) So that's hopefully I am interesting. I think that's what we need people to be interested, interesting and other people be interested in other people's lives, which is part of being a journalist, right?
0: I agree. Yeah, totally. And I think um, it goes back to how people view fear. It's like, is fear going to stop you from reaching the top of this hill? Are you never going to see the other side? And much so with like the the journey of life, say it's, it's a pathway and you're walking down and, you know, everyone or most people stop at the first vendor and that's nine to five work. And they're like, Hey, we got benefits. We'll pay you. It's consistent. So then they never keep walking. Um, But the people that are like, Oh, this is, this is scary. And that makes it exciting um, that right there, that spark is right. kind of what leads to the next thing. Um, right. and that's one of the things yeah. I love about, about surfing is, you know, surfing I for big waves for me is 10 feet for other people that's small fry stuff. Um, but you know, I frame it as like, you know, I'm scared, I'm scared shitless, but it's exciting. And so I'm going to yeah. do it. Um, and yeah. that in itself is very empowering. So I, I hear you. Yeah.
1: One of my clients, as I do advertising for, is down there. It's called Mojo Burger.
0: Oh, yeah. I know Mojo Burger. Yeah, yeah. And the
1: owner is a surfer. His name is Pete. And he's my age. And he surfs like three times a week. The place he goes is Moss Landing. That's where he goes. Yeah, yeah. And it's really fascinating. I just love the fact that he surfs. You know, I tried a couple times, but forget it. I have no, I've never been able to do those balance sports. Never (laughs) roller skating, ice skating, skateboard, surfing, Snowboarding. Nope.
0: They're I, tough. I have They're no doubt. <laughs> yeah. If it makes you feel better, I, I got a head start. I've been a gymnast since I was three. Yeah. Oh, so. that's cool. <laughs> don't don't feel too bad about it. Um all right. Well, we're kind of running out of time. Do you want to pick the next question? We got 15 more like? minutes. We got 15 more minutes. Okay. All okay, right, I let's think see. We
1: One. Yeah, this was the thing. If you I don't know if you watched the thing of Kelly and Ryan, but I was so worked up. They got me up at 4.30, That showed to be at six in New York. And, um, and I had my notes. And so when Kelly, Kelly asked me that it was supposed to be Kelly and Ryan, but Ryan was sick. So he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And when they asked me the question, I just went to all my answers and just unloaded them all. <laughs> and if you see it on there, at one point, I go, I go, I am so sorry, Kelly, I'm interviewing myself. Oh. He goes, that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, you know, I, I have a to do that. Let's see. What's you're what, just
0: stoked. You're just stoked. That's great.
1: How do you feel you failure had enough failures in my life? A lot of them, if you learn from them, then it's okay. It's nothing wrong with failure. Yeah. The, 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 you know, the real sin is not trying.
0: I agree. Would That's why I put it in quotes. I was would like you say crazy. you're a
1: courageous person? Oh, I think in some times in my life I have been Other times I'm kind of a coward. You know, I think in my marriage, I was a coward. I should have dealt with things when they happened. And that's why I ended up getting divorced. So I don't, I wouldn't call myself, I saved my brother. He fell through the ice in Connecticut when I was eight and I jumped in and pulled him out of the ice. Um, but he never thanked me for that. And (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) What are some of the best resources that have helped you along the way? Like for, what do you mean with that?
0: Um, like people, people that yeah. have pushed you or, you know, something that's happened that you felt like, oh, this is the right way to go. Um, maybe the universe, what, whatever, higher power or.
1: Yeah, I think there's been, there have been people instrumental in my life along the way. I had a, I went to a Catholic boarding school where I lived at school. I got kicked out of the local Catholic high school in the town that I grew up in, which was La Cañada, Pasadena area in Southern California. Okay. And um, there was an English teacher there named John Law and he was amazing. And I remember one time he announced to the class, my graduating class was 10 and he announced to the class, he goes, there's somebody in this room who I really think is going to be able to make it professionally as a writer. And um, he pointed at me and I thought, Oh my God. And he was a lot like Robin Williams in that movie. The first thing he did is he goes, you don't have to read the textbook. He goes, the textbooks are garbage. Don't have to read it. And he just, He taught me so many things about how to write, how to express myself in writing. So that guy, I always give him credit. He was gay and he died of AIDS, which was really weird that he taught at a very conservative Catholic school. They had to know that he was gay, but they didn't really care. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. If you could step into my shows, what's something we do? Well, it would be hard because you're probably about uh, seven, shoe size. Uh, (laughs) Six. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, 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 so i'm an 11 and a half so that would hurt i would be like a look like a little uh who are those japanese women who wear the really tiny shoes oh yeah the shoes.
0: chinese lotus feet i think it is yeah. yeah but yeah maybe a hat if you could have my shoes okay. a hat yeah if i would
1: step into you know, what's something wish see if i could step into your shoes right that's what yeah, you're saying what's what's, what's something, something that you wish you... i asked but didn't
0: yeah if there's anything I always like to ask that question. Just so That's a good
1: things. question. When I interviewed the baseball players, I go, do you have a funny story? Sometimes it throws them off. I interviewed this guy one time and he got like really irritated with me because he said to call me at six. And then I called him at six and he said he was having dinner. And I said, so he said to me, he goes, so then I didn't know what to ask. So I said, well, what, what are, what he goes, I'm having dinner. And I go, what are the side dishes? And I figured he would laugh. He didn't, he didn't laugh. He got like even madder. And oh, he, no. said, he said, I've been, ai played baseball for 30 years. I was a coach and a manager. Nobody ever asked me if I ever, uh, what I'd had for side dishes. And I go, well, I would. And then I said, I go, I'm going to give it a shot. He's going to hang up on me or not. I said, I'll bet it was macaroni and cheese. And then he just couldn't help it. He started laughing. And then we just, just broke. I just broke through his crust. And then he said, um, he then at the end, he gave me a cell phone. He said, if I have any follow-up questions, I mean, we were like best friends at the end. So, Aww. you know, but uh, I, that. cool. I think he did a pretty good job. Nice. Oh. You know, that I always give people the stats for the Pandemic Pet Project is that, you know, I've done 50 states, 26 countries, raised over $100,000 and more than 250 pet rescues have, say, have uh, made money out of this. <laughs> That's so
0: amazing! Good
1: job. What I have you me. read, seen, or listened to recently that inspires you? Um, man, I, I, I love documentaries. I, I love. I think that nonfiction cannot match what the human brain can create. Uh, yeah. About twenty-five years ago, I stopped reading fiction. I don't read fiction. Yeah. The last book I read was *Rag* *Ragtime* by E. L. Doctorow. That was the last fictional uh, book that fiction that I read I figured if it, it just adds a whole level of um, authenticity knowing that it happened and then I was way ahead of everybody on these on these now that they have these conspiracy theorists and my big thing was you know the uh, I was so fascinated by the JFK assassination mm. I mean I bought all the books I saw all the documentaries and my friends used to go what are you gonna do with your spare time when they actually find out who did it and I said they never will. They never will. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. but uh <laughs> That's cool. yeah, but music. You know, I go through those periods. A lot of people, I think, probably do. Where you listen to music all the time, and every time I walk, I'm listening to my Apple Music, and and then I go through periods of time where I don't listen to music for some reason, and I'll write or I'll use draw, or it's weird the moods that I go through.
0: Yeah, but I feel like you have to go through them. They're like, um, for, for me, I've been a, a violinist since I was about four. Um, and sometimes I, you know, go through How bouts like? where, huh?
1: I have, well, finish what you're saying. I have a real oh. quick
0: story. Okay, uh, I go through bouts where, you know, I'll, I picked up ukulele because... Um, oh, Wow. Yeah, I I had housemates and I asked them, like, hey, you know, is it okay if I play violin? And they kind of gave me a little snarky answer. They're like, Oh, you can play only if it sounds good. Um, and you know, it's, it was just I I felt uncomfortable. So I picked up a softer instrument. But I go oh, through bounce where I don't hard. play.
1: You've pursued so many stuff already, and you're only 25. It's <laughs> so great. Well, I um my dad was a coach in Little League, and our number one player was a guy named Annie Anthony Zaluccio. And he was an incredible uh, violin player, uh, violinist. So I decided I was going to play that. But I didn't know how to read music. And like math, I just kind of faked it after a while, which is very difficult to fake. So I started missing my uh, individual lessons, but I didn't want my parents to know. So I kept going to the concert uh, things, which was like on Thursday mornings. Yeah. So what I did, and everyone must have known. I mean, they must have laughed at me. They're still telling stories. So what I did was I took my strings and I tightened them down all the way. So they didn't make any sound. Yeah, yeah. And then I would oh just look at, I would look at the other people and try to move my bow with their bow. Yeah, yeah. It just and, the bow and, and then one time I was sitting like 10 feet behind and they go, Ed, why don't you move up so you can read the music? And I go, no, no, I can read it from here. There's no way I could have possibly heard it from there. So they knew. Finally, my parents figured it out, oh, man, I would, my dad would go, well, come in the living room on a Sunday night after dinner and play for us. And I would just sit there. And go, wee, wee, wee. And go, my dad would go, what song, song is that? And I'd go, dad, it's an orchestra. That's just my part. You're not going <laughs> to be <young>
0: go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Then finally, I got my little uh, report card on uh, my violin and everything was an F, except I got an A for the condition of my instrument. That was one of the grades and that's when uh, my dad said i don't think the violin is perfect for you
0: oh that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> um well if it makes you feel any better i would always i was like a snacker um and so i always like to eat snacks in class but you know the teachers of course you know they they look down upon it because when you're snacking i guess you're not paying attention so my little rebellious um thing would be to eat fruit snacks at my stand and i put them on my stand and every time we'd stop i just kind of pretend that i was writing something and eat a fruit snack so that was my little hidden rebellion <laughs> and then also um i i accidentally ate my first edible uh it was a brownie oh. edible in high school and oh. i had orgas, it was at lunch and it was re- i had orchestra right after and I was so, oh God, I was so stoned. I didn't know what was going on. So when you said you were moving the bow just to match everyone, yeah. that's exactly what I did during class. I was so scared. I was like, <laughs> but hey, I made so it. Great. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Ed, thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Really, really
1: so, you know, you can pull any of the pictures that you want off Facebook and okay. then I'll make sure that I send you the picture of uh, Lisa Vanderpump. No. Yeah. And i got your email. Yeah. All
0: right. Sweet. And I would love to um, send you a thank you card. Yeah. I always like doing handwritten cards. Yeah. I feel like it's just a sweet. Oh, thing perfect. So um, I'll send you my address. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Great.
1: And then I don't know if you'll be around, but um, I'm going to be down um, on the fourth, uh, Friday, February 4th in San Jose, because they're having the uh, art walk the first Friday. Okay. And that's where okay. they, they shut down the street and all 12 galleries are open. And it's like 5 to 10 on the 4th, if you're around.
0: Oh, 5 to 10. No, I'll be there. Yeah,
1: that yeah come. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds lovely. Hey, right. you never know. Maybe I'll do another another piece about the art yeah. walk. Yeah, and
1: yeah. if you go, if you definitely go, call me, so I won't miss you. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right, sounds good. All right. Well, Ed, thank you so much. I you really go by, really... what do
1: you people call you? Kaylee. Kaylee. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Kaylee. Okay.
0: You can call me Kay if that's easier, like, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go.
1: <laughs> All right, Kay.
0: Anyway, thanks, Thank Sam. you for a
1: great interview. Now, where, when will I see this? You'll send me a link or something?
0: Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'm going right. to probably write it up um, by the end of this week and then shoot it to you, my editor and you. Um, and then it should be posted in the next couple of weeks. This is my first article for this news channel. So I'm not quite sure how fast they get everything out, um, but it should be a pretty quick turnaround time. So
1: and don't don't uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me again if you have any follow up questions or need anything else. Thank you.
0: Oh, and okay. then you got to send
1: me the pictures and the the, the names and oh. the pictures
0: yes. of the bunnies. Most and definitely. then when I
1: see you on the fourth, I'll hand them to you. Yeah,
0: you'll you'll get a kick okay. out of this. I, I adopted the first one uh, when I was eight, so her name is Bunny.
1: <laughs> Still around?
0: She is. No. Yeah, she's. Wow. She's
1: the no. Yeah. Wow. What well, that's so great.
0: I, know, Gosh. I love her. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much. I hope okay. you have a lovely day Bye. and we'll Earth talk day. soon.
1: Have a good one. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much, everyone who tuned in to listen. Um, I really appreciate the support and the positivity and kindness that I felt in trying to traverse making a podcast, interviewing people, Love it so thank you so much for allowing me to do this and helping make this happen please tune in next week for another episode of talent talks coming out every tuesday have a good day